By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show, Backstreet Boys. Back in the day, I used to have young women, girls, whatever you want to call them. You have to watch what you call people nowadays. You know, you just can't say, hey, woman, right? Because she'll just go, well, I don't know what a woman is, right? Do you know what a woman is, Shelly? <laughs> um, she brings home the bacon, dur, 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 fries it up in a pan. Dur, 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 dur. Never, oh, ever, God. ever let you forget you're a man because she's a woman, Anjali. Wow. You bring back that one. I did. Well, you say back in the day like it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and it was like only 10. I got news for you. That that ad campaign is, is probably 25, 30 years old. I know that. I was talking about the BSB. Oh, guess guess what? What? <laughs> That's 20 plus years ago, too. They broke up like in 99 or 2000. No, they didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working with you. No, 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 no. They, they had, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. They, they got back together, but the original group, oh. the original, here, let me look it up. The original group was, was they were like in the, in the, in the 90s, and what was I going to say was I had, I had letters to the radio station, letters, literally. With tears no, soaked no, in? No, not about that. I mean, but, but, you know, letters to the radio station saying, Please play more Backstreet Boys. You're not playing enough Backstreet Boys. Oh, you did, de- I sw- did not. I swear to God I did. There there was a campaign. There was a campaign that was put on by, I can't remember who it was, and they literally said, contact your radio station, your local radio station you listen to, and tell them that you need more Backstreet Boys. Uh, let me try. Backstreet Boys. Because remember, that was the they were put together by that dude that, that scammed everybody. Remember what I'm talking? You remember we talking about that? It seems like that's a, like a... A common denominator with a lot of these bands and their managers, okay, regardless well, if they're Orlando. family or not. A <laughs> uh, group was Rose to Fame with their debut international album, Backstreet Boys, 1996. Following year, they released their second international album, Backstreet Boys, 1997, along with their self-titled U.S. debut album, Backstreet Boys, 1997. Continues group success. They rose to stardom with their third studio album, Millennium 1999. Follow up back in back in blue 2000, 2001. Um, after a two year hiatus, see they so in other words, in 2001 they broke up. After a two year hiatus, they regrouped and released a comeback album, Never Gone 2005. After the conclusion of the Never Gone tour in 2006, Richardson left the group to pursue other interests. The group then released two albums as a quartet. Unbreakable 2007, This Is Us 2009, Richardson permanently rejoined the group in 2012. In the following year, they celebrated their 20th anniversary and released their first independent album, In a World Like This. Their follow-up album, DNA 2019, debuted at number one more than two decades after the group formed and 19 years after they last topped the charts in 2000. They also became the first boy band to top the U.S. album charts in three different decades. Uh, Sold over 100 million uh, records worldwide, but yeah, like I said, they pretty much flamed out after... Was it 2001, 2002? Which is sort of sad. And if you know the story behind it, what's what the name of the guy? I you know, can't remember the names anymore. He was, um, the group originally was A.J. McLean, Howie Duro, Nick Carter, Kevin Richardson, and Brian Luttrell. And if you know the whole weird story, this guy was like this scam guy. And he actually went to jail and died in jail. What was his name? Uh, Partnerships uh, and Other Ventures. 
God, I can't remember. Uh, talks about the second leg of intro uh, of their Into the Millennium Tour, which was also the North American leg, was sponsored by Sears, was officially titled Sears Presents Backstreet Boys Into the Millennium. Well, they lasted longer than Sears did. Right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> which is sad. Sponsorship it was- really is sad. Who took on the Craftsman line? Uh, Craftsman line is all over the place now. You can get it at Ace Hardware. You can get it at Lowe's. Um, like, let me think, um, like uh, the... Diehard batteries, which were also a Sears uh, trademark. So it's not exclusive to no, no, like Lowe's or no, 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 no. You can get it first. It showed up at 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 Ace Hardware stores. You can go into Ace Hardware yes, stores and buy the, Craftsman the tools. Smaller Ace Hardwares, right? And now it's it's the main line of it's the line they push at Lowe's. If you go into Lowe's, which is sort of weird. If you the three big box, oh, this is how much of a nerd I am, Mister Power Tool Nerd. Okay, who's the third big box? Well. Menards. Oh, okay. Lowe's. Yeah, Lowe's, you know, HD and Menards. Okay, if you go into Lowe's, you can't get Makita or Milwaukee tools. If you go in, uh, and if you go. Really? Yes. And you you can't get Ryobi, which is a house brand for. It's the green ones. Well, they used to be green. Now they're they're sort of blue. They changed colors. Oh, okay. Uh, And if you go to. Lowe's, if you go to HD, you can get pretty much everything. You can get Makita, you can get Milwaukee, DeWalt, a bunch of others. And if you go yeah. to Menards, you can't get any of the top name tools, power tools. You can't get really. Yeah, you, the last time I was in there, there's no, there's no DeWalt, there's no Milwaukee, there's no Makita. They have like their own line of power tools, as does. Uh, as does uh, Lowe's. Lowe's has their own line of called. I think it's called Workforce or something like that. And the crazy oh. thing is, if you look at the new, if you look at the new uh, Craftsman power tools, they they look suspiciously similar to to Milwaukee. They're probably made in the same plant. You know what I mean? It's probably of course it's they do. probably on the same production line the whole bit. But of course, they all have different batteries that don't interchange. You know, once again. I'm looking at something because I've got some Akita stuff. You know, once again, there's certain tools. If you're a tool nerd like me, there's certain th- things that do de- that DeWalt makes that's the best, and there's certain th- things that Milwaukee makes that are the best, and there's certain things that Makita makes that are the best. I've got all three, okay? But yet the thing that cracks me up is, and I do this every year when we come around Black Friday, you'll, look, you'll go to the store and, like, for example, some my Milwaukee stuff. You look at, like, a 5-amp battery. And it's like 150 bucks. But yet, during Christmas time, you can go to the store and buy a drill, a charger, and two 5-amp batteries for $99. So yep. I buy the stuff, and I sell the tools on eBay. You know, I just buy it because I got the tools. I got most of the tools I need. I just need the stupid batteries, you know, because you can never have enough batteries. Anyway, that's what she said, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what well, she thought it. <laughs> okay, so that's my nerd them for this morning, talking about power tools. But Oh, now, it'll come back. Have it'll you, like surface back. Have you ever been into a Menards? I have. Okay, what's inter- what did you think? Um, See, well, I was kind of having a bad day, and the lady, the um, the general manager actually – was so lovely to me. I actually posted about it. This has gone back years, decades, really. And, um, but I thought the store was odd. Well, I thought it was laid out odd, and that that's that that was my first impression. They used to be a regional chain. Matter of fact, when I worked in Des Moines, there were there were uh, there were 
Menards in Des Moines. And and what was interesting was they came here to St. Louis. I'm going like, man, this is like totally different. They were sort of small when you went to them into in. They weren't like a big box. They were more like a a little bit bigger Ace Hardware kind of place. You know what I mean? That kind of place. You know, it wasn't wasn't huge. But it wasn't like little tiny, you know, corner hardware store back in the day. Like there used to, right. be, there used to be one in Clayton, little tiny, you know. And there's there's still a couple of them around. There's one in Overland, on Woodson, small little hardware stores. Like sort of, you know, neighborhood. And what's nice about it is you go into those and there's somebody there to help you. And they know what they're talking about. You go in the big box ones. And for the most part, most people go like, I don't know, I don't know, some, somewhere. I told you my deal just recently. I bought something online from Home Depot, said they were available. I paid for it online. Five minutes later, I get the email. I'm sorry, your order has been has been canceled because it's not in stock. I go, well, it says on your, in stock on your, on, your, on your stupid website. But anyway, um, Menards is interesting because they sell all sorts of weird stuff that you don't have like at the hardware stores. They sell like candy and stuff like that. I know, and dish... Dish soap, dishwashing detergent. Well, but but you can buy that. They they have that now at at HD. I don't know about Lowe's. Yeah, I know they do. They have that at Lowe's as well. Right. It was just, they were, they didn't when Menards showed up. Right. And and I think Menards has sort of some weird locations. The one there in St. Peter's is hard to get to. I mean, it's sort of, it's, it's back, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's, it has its own. It has its own ingress and egress. Right, they bought like the whole corner or whatever, like that. It's they back, did. Yeah, and then the, there's one in 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 I guess that would be Manchester, Ellisville, someplace along Manchester, out there in West County. That's like built behind a bunch of other stores. It's sort of weird. You go down this road and it's like behind a bunch of other stores. That's where the store is. It's like okay, whatever. But well, anyway. Hoods came into town, and actually to St. Charles, and they were known for being like a Freedman Railroad salvage. Right. And I think they've upped their game. Where's there a Hoods in St. Charles? I don't know where it's at, but it's here. Are you sure? Yes. I'll have to look I that lost up. My... Oh, no, here it is. Well, there's one in St. Charles County that's across the river that floods all the time between the Lewis and Clark Bridges on, on 67 going into Alton. But... I don't know of any like other one in St. Charles because that's you know what's so weird about that is I I've, I've told people that and they'll go like well you know what you you go into North County and you cross the river and go to Alton you're in St. Charles what I'm in St. Charles yes that's did you know that what that stretch of road between the Lewis and Clark bridges like when you go into Fast Eddie's that stretch of road where you're actually in St. Charles County I. When you cross the Lewis Bridge, which is the bridge over the Missouri River, and you go, you know, the the upper deck, which stays out of the flood, and the lower deck, which always floods when the Missouri floods, that stretch of highway is is St. Charles County. And what's weird about it is... The river road? No, 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 no. If you're going up the Fast Eddies, okay? You're going on yeah. 67. When you cross the first bridge, when you get to the other side of the bridge, you're in, your bridge, you're in St. Charles County. I thought you were in Alton. No. You're between or the you're between the rivers. No, 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 no. You're between the rivers. That's St. Charles County. If you stand on the riverfront in St. Ch- in in Alton, you know they got a concert venue down there. It's actually a pretty nice little small little little outdoor. Uh, I did not know that. Oh, it's it's very that's nice. Nice to know. Nice little amphitheater. They used to have a lot of concerts there. I don't know if they. I don't. I haven't heard too much what they're doing with it anymore. Anyway, if you stand right there and you look across the river, that's St. Charles County. Matter of fact, didn't, I really didn't know that. Matter of fact, when you when you go to uh, like to Grafton, 
and and you're like if you're if like the raging rivers and you look across the river you're in illinois and you're on highway 100 when you look across the river that's st charles county because if you've ever taken the grafton ferry you drive and and i can tell you the guy who can tell you this whole story who caleb because he flies out of smart airfield if you go to if you go he does fly out of smart yeah right and that's right across the river from grafton it's right there across the it, river. W- you know what? It has to be because that's where the Grafton Ferry is. Right. You go down the road. You go down yeah. the road and you go down. It's called Grafton Ferry Road. Tricky uh-huh. name. And as you're going on the right, if you're driving down that toward the river, on the right is is the airport where Caleb yeah, flies out smart of. smart field. And if you go to the very end of that road and you hang a left, that's where the Grafton Ferry is. So you, huh. you get on the ferry. You go across the river. Uh, you go between those two islands, and then you end up in Illinois, and you go from St. Charles County and Illinois. And a lot of people don't realize that as you're driving up and down Highway 100, the Great River Road between Grafton and Alton, everything on the left, if you're going north, everything on the other side of the river is St. Charles County. And people go like, how can that be? How can that be? St. Charles County, because here's the interesting thing. Are you ready for this? Sure. That's why they call it Mid-Rivers. Because when you're there, right there at 70 and mid-rivers, you're between the Mississippi and the Missouri. You're between the two rivers. And you're almost exactly mid-point between the Mississippi and the Missouri. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> Once again, it's like my experience when I coached my Little League team. And, uh, you know, and most of the parents had St. Peter's addresses and I'm given the first night, okay, we're, you know, we're going to practice here and our games are going to be the old Brown Road fields in Old Town St. Peter's. And I see these heads go back and forth and people whispering and finally one of the parents raises his hand, um, uh, where's Old Town St. Peter's? I go, well, you go across Mid-Rivers Mall Drive, you make a left on Main Street and you go down and that's Old Town St. Peter's. And one of the guys says, so there really is like a an old part of St. Peter's? It's not just all new like where we live? I go, yes, there's this old part of St. Peter's. Some of those buildings, I believe, on Main Street, I think that place that Elmer's is in was built like in the 1890s or something like that. you know. And then and what they did was, and a lot of people don't realize this, there's part of Old Town St. Peter's that's on the other side of 70 because if you drive along, you know where Gibson Printing is? I do. Okay, behind her... There are some real old houses, and there's that old church that was built like in 1920 or something like that. It's a beautiful old church. has the big old steeple on it. That used to be the other part of, of, old, of old town St. Peter's, of downtown St. Peter's. And that's where St. Peter's was. And they ran the interstate right through it, right smack dab through the middle of St. Peter's. A river runs through it. No, an interstate runs through it. And it's funny. An interstate runs it's through it. It's funny because nobody really paid much attention. Nobody, nobody pays much attention to Old Town St. Peter's until it flooded again. You know, like we had that, you know, the record-breaking flood where you and I, where you, for the most part, went and talked to businesses, and they're going, and we're trying to give them free advertising. They're going like, okay, what's the catch? What do I have to do? You know, is this a scam? You want my credit card number? Is somebody from China going to call me? Is somebody from India going to call me? Right? Is- <laughs> Steve or Pete are going to call. <laughs> right, right. No. <laughs> or Bob. We're trying to help you out. We're not asking for anything. We're just trying to help you. No, 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 sh- no, sh- sh- no slickery. No, no, attached. yeah, no, no funny, phony baloney. We're just, no monkey business. We're just trying to help no you out. Monkey. Well, I can't believe you give something away for free. 
Okay, fine. I'm not going to bend your arm to let you. They, they're just going off the. <laughs> I get, I get uh, it. People get scammed all the time, and they get. They you know, do, right? Any, and they're that, just going off the old adage, "Constable." Uh, if, if yeah, if it's or if it's too good to be true, it you know if it's if, if it's too good to be true, it has to be yeah, not true or Constable. What is that? There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. I thought you were talking about that guy used to be on ABC. No, that's John. Ah, that's no. That's, that's John Tom Stoffel. No, I think his name was John um, Stoffel. Actually, it was a pen. So this goes back to my childhood years. There is a pen that my friend Tracy, her dad, had made up. And this was back in the uh, late 60s, very early 70s. And it said Tonstoffel. And I thought that was so funny. So I, I took a couple of them. And I had them for years and years and years. And I never knew what it meant. And then Tracy finally told me. And I'm like. Well, that makes sense. And that always stuck with me for some reason. Hello? Are you there? I'm doing a Shelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it's bite me. <laughs> it's, it's bite me time. A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, someone said to me, Sometimes when you ask Tracy, or Tracy, you just got me going with Tracy, Shelly a question, she doesn't answer. And I go, that's because she's processing. Because that's what Shelly says, right? You, yeah, thank you, you for that. You go like, you go like, you know, like there's this long pause and you go, oh, I was processing. Okay, fine. Okay. You know, it's really, you know, the struggle is real. Because when I process, my brain is rewired itself. So I look up and to the right. That's how I process. So if you're talking to me and it's something that I need to process, I'll look up and to the right and then I can like visualize what you're saying. And um, I did not know this <laughs> until um, somebody said to me, I said, she, she just kept on looking at me really odd and kind of her little you know, body language changed and her little face changed. And I'm like, fix your face. And, and I said, you'll have to forgive me. I do have an autoimmune uh, disease that I has ruined my, my brain for, for the most part. And I take, I, I process, it takes me a long time to process things. And she goes, Oh, is that why you're rolling your eyes at me? I'm like, Oh, you could say, no, I just passed out. And my eyes were going to the back of my head and you didn't call 911 for me. So no thanks to you. I could have been dead. That's what she said. No, I would never say that. But <laughs> We're way over. We got to take a break. It is. That's uh, your fault. Remind me of next break. Don't let me forget about this. Remind me of the line in Ocean's Eleven. Okay. The line? There's a line in Ocean's Eleven that talks about what you just talked about. And we'll talk about the next break. Don't let me forget, okay? Well, I forgot what I talked and about. And it's, it's, it's about Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt says it to oh, Matt Damon, okay. the two characters in the movie, okay? It's 633. Yeah. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to BS.show. I am Shelly. He is Brad. And together, we make BS. It's actually a show about nothing but BS. <laughs> And um, I don't know where Brad is, your host for the show, but I am your co-host, and I think you'll be stuck with me. You're the hostess with the mostest. What are you talking about? You know I'm not. Okay. <laughs> we talked about, you talked about 
talking to people and you said you looked up to your right. Wasn't that what the deal? Yes. Okay. If, if One of my favorite movies is, is um, Ocean's Eleven, the second right. version. Not the yeah. first version. The first version, quite honestly, is sort of hard to watch now. It's one of those movies that hasn't aged well. Some movies that are made like 30, 40, 50 years ago are still pretty good to watch. This one's sort of like, eh, not so good. Okay, but Ocean's Eleven, which I believe, God, hard to believe that movie is, I think, like 20 years old now. Can you believe that? I'm still freaking out about The Matrix being Matrix. older than that. <laughs> Matrix was back in the 90s. I know. Hey, let me look at this. Wachowski um, Brothers or Okay. Wisniewski? Ocean's Eleven. O-C-E-N. Oh, sorry. O-C-E-A-N-S. Yeah, with uh, Julia Roberts? 2001. So it's 21 years old. Okay. Um, there's a scene where Brad Pitt is like the con man. And yeah. uh, Matt Damon, the character that Matt Damon plays, is the pickpocket. But he's not necessarily good at the con. And they're teaching him. Uh, Brad Pitt is teaching him to be an expert con man because he's going to try to con uh what's her name's what's the lady's name again julia roberts i can never remember her name julia roberts boyfriend who is what's his he's the head of the casino what's his name can't remember his name anyway so andy garcia yes andy garcia the head of the, the casino i can't remember what his name is in 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 um in the movie okay if you watch the godfather you would know there's a scene in a hotel where Brad Pitt is telling Matt Damon the things to not do. And he says, "You, if you look up, you don't know what you're talking about. If you look down, you're lying. And it's, and it's funny because the part of the movie, which is sort of funny, he says... There, there's there's five most important things, and he does number one, two, three, and four, and then when he's about ready to do five, he gets called away. So Matt Damon is left standing there. Okay, he told me four of the most five, uh, four, four of the five most important things to do as a con man, and he didn't tell me the fifth one. What should I do? And Matt Damon plays sort of like a bumbling kind of guy. You know, he's a pickpocket. He's like a loner kind of dude, and he can pick your pocket, and never you never know it. But yet, he has a tough time talking face to face with you, which is sort of interesting. So he must have been a savant. Well, I don't know. A Who knows? Savant. I mean, there's lots of people like that in the radio business. You know, I mean, quite they're honestly, they don't used... like to talk to people. No, yeah, they don't like to talk to people. They, you know, I mean, like, like I, I give the example, Frank Opinion. Frank Opinion had the studios out there at Westport. You know, I think they still do the same, the show from whatever it is, the show in the afternoon on KTRS. And they had, we called it back in the day, Showcase Studios. They used to be, yeah. real, they used to be real popular. I would like to have a Showcase Studio. Well, here's the deal. Frank Opinion purposely sat with his back to the window. People could go in that little, he called it at one point in time, it was like a retail mall, and then there was only one store left. It used to be the Drunken Fish was across the hall. I don't know if it's still there. Ozzy Smith's restaurant was down the hall. And he used to purposely sit with his back to the window. And people would come, and they would, you know, wave it at, at, at Frank, you know, and he'd get his attention. And the other people in the studio would go like, hey, Frank, there's somebody waving at you. He would not look at people. He would not look at people. He would not turn well, maybe around. Maybe he needed to focus on the no, 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 on the no. task at hand. This was him. He just wouldn't look at people. He was not going to look at people. It's like you know, you read these stupid contracts. Some of these stars they talk about. I can only have green M and M's, and when I'm backstage, I was going to say that nobody can look me in the eyes. You have to, you know, if, if you're if someone passes you, you can't. I'm going like, okay, they need to look down. Yes, you need to look down. Did you know about this? No. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I bet you I can. I bet you I can. I can. Not at all, actually. I bet you I can Google that and find that in a 
in a contract. Okay, let me let me just. I bet you if You're I just Google it. Yeah, yeah. I bet you any money if if I isn't just, that funny? I remember when Google first came out. We talked about that, and you got the year I know. wrong. It was 1998. And, huh? It was 1998. It was it. Yeah, 1998. We talked about that. You thought it was like in the 80s. I go, no, it was late 90s, and I, and I looked it up. It was 1998. Well, I knew it was in the 90s because. That's why I started working for the FAA. Contract. You. Let me type this in. You must. We must. We must. We must increase our busts. Must not. What do I put? Must not have eye contact. Must not have have eye eye contact. Okay. You think I'm kidding when I read this, but I, I'm telling you it's going to come up. Contact lens rule, comply with contact, all their stuff about contact lens, power of eye contact, business insider, eye contact, Wikipedia, two-way straight, I'll have to look this up. I know this is in a contract. I've read this before. You know, because it used to be, matter of fact. They used to say how much pop they wanted, too. Okay, there was a guy, and I can't remember, I heard this interview, it was pretty funny, and I can't remember, it was somebody was one of the big groups, it was like, it was like uh, uh, maybe it was it was um, Steven Tyler from um, you know who I'm talking about. I do. Okay, and it's the origin of why some of these crazy things got into contracts for musicians. He claimed the reason they got into contracts is there were certain places they didn't want to play, so they would tell their attorney, okay. Put in the contract all sorts of crazy stuff that they'll never agree to because we don't want to play that venue. And so they would put these goofy things into the contract, and the people go, okay, we can do that. (laughs) So in other words, they sort of got their bluff called. You know, They were essentially saying, well, if we tell them we only want red M&Ms, there's nobody going to go through and pick out all the other colors. And yeah, they'll have some some PA. You know what a PA is, production assistant. They have some PA. I think aren't they called slaves? Yeah, yeah, that's the other word for them. They have some <laughs> PAs that okay. Your job today is uh, glad you're coming in today. Uh, your job is we bought we bought 42 pounds of M and M's, and your job is you're going to you know put them all on this countertop, <laughs> and you're gonna here's a bucket over here. This is going to be the red ones, and this bucket's going to be the green ones, and this bucket's going to be the blue ones, and you're going to sort out the M and M's. Why am I sorting out the M&M's? Because in their contract, it says they only want red and green M&M's, and they have to be in separate containers. Okay, fine. Is now, there really a red M&M? Used to be. I, I, you know, I think there still is. Remember, you know, for a while, everybody dumped red because of the, the food coloring. Remember, it was like, I you, know, you blah, blah, blah. Red. And wasn't it yellow for a while? Wasn't it yellow? People freaked out over yellow? Yeah. Okay. I can't find, I'm still looking at this eye contact. Eye contact has consumers act uh, when a woman makes eye contact. Here, well, let me look at this. When a woman makes eye contact with you, eye contact is subtle but strong sign. If she holds eye contact with you, that could be a sign she's interested. Let's or say if she looks back after she passes you. Let's say you're in a social setting and a woman across the room looks at you, which is in 14,000 country songs. You know, I saw that woman looking across the bar at me. There's that song about, there, about you know, pretty little thing with a white claw. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You know that song? No. I'll look that one up. If she looks at you and then... Is, inst- that, is that the, the 
the toe, pink toe thing? No, that's a different one. If she looks oh. at you and then instantly turns away, it may be because she is shy or doesn't want to get caught looking at you. And this is from adelance.com, how to tell if a woman's interest in you. What it means when a woman makes eye contact with you. Six types. Here's another one. This one's recent. Here, let me look at this one. Uh, in the world of dating, eye contact and body language are really important forms of communication. The better we can get at understanding them, the easier the dating scene becomes. But when it comes to eye contact, something so ubiquitous that, it, any, that, that, that anyone does it, how can you know what it means? Let me run through some great tips to help you learn what it means, blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, oh, the reason I brought that up was, was, uh, was up with it. The scene in Ocean's Eleven sort of semi-famous because of the fact. Now, there's another little interesting thing about Ocean's Eleven, okay? What's that? What is... Brad's Brad Pitt's character always doing in Ocean's Eleven. He's always doing something. Almost every single scene in Ocean's Eleven, and he's in practically every scene because he's one of the big stars. He's always doing something. You know what that is? No. Eating. <laughs> if you watch the oh. movie, almost every scene, he's eating something. You know? And I'm going like, holy cow. And I didn't really pick up on that until somebody else told me that. They go, go back and watch Ocean's Eleven. Almost every scene he's eating. And it's sort of interesting because that's the case. He's always eating. And he's, uh, or, and, and he's always got like a sandwich or something like that. And he's always munching on something. Now, there's these guys. This is like Brad the Nerd, okay? There's these guys I follow. There's two brothers I've talked about this before. These two brothers down in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, who have a, you know, we got to take a break. I'm wait, I'll, I'll tell the story next time, which is sort of interesting. Okay. And just so you know, that was your fault. I, it is my fault. Everything's my fault. Remember, that's, oh. that's Billie Jean. Cletus McFarlane. No, that's Billie Jean. That's Billie Jean rule number two. Billie Every, Jean, I'm sorry. Everything is my fault. Every, and so you know what? I have to tell you something. We're Since, late, Brad. No, no, no. Since I've taken that attitude on life, things get much easier because... If, if something happens, I just say, it's my fault. People go, you admit that? Yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry. By the way. You never admit that to me. It happened to me Monday. What? Remember last week I had the lady in the in the low-cut dress with the huge cleavage smashing me in the, in the Schnooks parking lot with her, with her Mercedes? Uh-huh. I got hit right across the parking lot, in the same parking lot, in the McDonald's drive-thru on Monday. <laughs> I swear to God. And it wasn't the same lady. It was a different. It was a dude. And but I'll tell you that. Did he show you his cleavage? <laughs> I was. <laughs> you know what? I mean, we're making note. That's going to be a new one. Okay, right there. Oh, okay. please pick some of yours. Six fifty. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS five fifty. What six? Man, I really blew the clock this morning. I'm way behind on my clock this morning. Anyway, uh, this is BS dot show. Shelly and I were talking about this last break about uh, being prohibited from looking at stars in their eyes. You know what we're talking about? Remember, Shelly? Yes. Okay. I found a blog post, and there's a bunch of different posts on here. The names that come up quite a bit on this blog post are Katy Perry, J-Lo, Sylvester Stallone, and Nicole Kidman. And there's a couple interesting ones. I can see all those. Um, Here's a guy. He says, Whitney Houston, my friend worked backstage at a concert she was performing in the mid-90s. She popped a towel over her head and ordered everyone backstage not to look at her. What difference it made, considering she had a towel over her head, was a mystery. Her bodyguard surrounded her and rushed her back to her dressing room. You, Here's a guy who claims, he says, he was part of a construction crew in Hawaii, and he was working on Oprah Winfrey's estate in Hawaii, 
and he was instructed by the supervisor on the job that Miss Oprah would be on the site and she would be walking around and they would have eye contact with them, but they were not supposed to look at her by her request. That's what that's what this guy says. The construction, you know, the supervisor on the construction crew essentially said, Oprah says, do not look at her. Um, here's an interesting one about Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock he says, I remember reading an item about Sandra Bullock in which, unbeknownst to her, on the set, one of her movies was ordered not to make eye contact with her. Signs were even placed around the set to not look at Miss Bullock. Supposedly, when Sandra saw one of the signs, she got upset, ordered they all be taken down. She then threw the cast and crew a big party to break the ice and clear up the misunderstanding. Okay, so I like Sandra Bullock from that. But then again, Jessica, Jessica Alba. This is interesting. There's actually Who's quotes. that? Je- you don't know who Jessica Alba is? I do not. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jessica Alba was contractually forbidden from making... Oh, I do know her. She, okay. she was in Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Okay. It says, Jessica Alba was contractually forbidden from making eye contact with the likes of Luke Perry and Tori Spelling while working on the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 in 1998. Alba, who is currently dating film producer Cash Warren, was shocked by the behavior of her fellow actors on the set of the high school drama. Alba said... I don't really know why. Maybe because the leading characteristics were so popular, they didn't want other actors looking at them. You wouldn't be allowed to talk to them unless they spoke to you first. This is her quote. It was bizarre, but I guess that's what happens when you become a big star. A lot of actors get away with murder on set, but I always like to be part of the crew. So I like Jessica Alba. And uh, here's another one. A friend of mine worked security at a Neil Diamond concert years ago. He obviously hates being looked at, so when he had to walk through a long corridor leading the stage, all the security people who lined the corridor were ordered to face the wall. <laughs> he walked this reverse gauntlet with a towel over his head so his face couldn't be seen. Can you imagine this? <laughs> Here, here, here's, there's another one. Here's Barry Manilow. Um, da, 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 da. I mean, God, uh, you know, you get to be big star, you can do things like that, right? Yes. Okay, we have to take a break. What? Yeah, it's six fifty nine. We'll be right back. <sighs> that was quick. I know. I'm. I. It's on my fault. I messed up. I just screwed up. Almost made a big, huge mistake. It's blah, all my blah, fault. Six fifty nine. Okay, it's six fifty nine. Nikki Ewer and Sunroof. Interesting uh, interview. I I told you. You know, now that every once in a while, Ryan Seacrest on American Top Forty does an interview. Every once in a while, I guess once every six weeks, does an interview. Interviewed that guy, and his real name is Nicholas Ewer. U R E, and they changed it to Nikki Y O U R E, and. Um, I told you a story. He's got a, like a master's degree from some big California colleges, USC or something like that. And he was like a sales manager from Dell selling computers to Fortune 500 companies. And at home, when he'd go home at night, he would has a little recording studio. He'd record stuff. And got to the point where he started recording some songs. And pretty soon he put them like on TikTok and things like that. And they started getting noticed. So one day he has this revelation that... He's going to have to quit his job and do the music thing full time. So he goes into his boss and says, boss, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to quit. And his boss said, yeah, we know when we heard your song on the radio, you wouldn't be here long. <laughs> so <laughs> they knew his song because they played it for it at the office. And then when it got to be popular and it got to be on some of the stations, I think he was working in L.A. Can't remember. Anyway. It's just it- like that that um, movie. I can't even remember what the name of it is. That movie? Oh, that! Oh, I love that movie. Oh, the thing you do. 
I've never seen that movie before. You haven't? No, it was no, no, no. Actually, a pretty cute. Are you, is that the movie. one where they do the where they like the group? And is that the one of Tom Hanks in that or something like that? Yes. And he's he was the manager. And they're like a popular group. And yes. wasn't like in England or something like that where there's like a bunch of English dudes or was a bunch of American dudes? It was a bunch of American dudes well, actually. The set- Toby. Um, you don't see him around anymore, but he was like Spider Man. He's, his name is Toby. He's I, I can't his, remember what his last name is. Toby Keith. No, yeah. not Toby Keith. You know, I've I don't always, know what his name is. I always thought that's it. one of those names that's like, okay, who would name their kid Toby? You know? Well, there's a lot of names that I think. Well, hmm, you that's know, interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, there's names nowadays. You go like, okay. I mean, see, I I find people that have unique names. I find that fascinating. There's a guy. Matter of fact, here we're talking about starting this. And I can't remember, the guy's name is, you know, there's interesting story about this. We talked about this when it first happened, and we haven't talked about it much. But this is going to be interesting. This is the first season for college football, <clears throat> excuse me, where the players can make money off their, what they call nil, name, image, and likeness, okay? And there's already some stories that a couple of these college players are already made. There's one guy supposedly already made a million dollars doing stuff like this. And and if you know the whole story, it used to be the NCAA prohibited uh, college athletes. If you're a college athlete, you had to be an amateur. You couldn't get any money. Nobody, nobody could pay you to, but there were all sorts of crazy ways that, that they got around that. I th- What was the story that, that when LeBron James was still in high school, somebody gave him a Hummer, you know, which was like fifty or $60,000 at the time. You know, okay, I think it might have been the people from Nike gave him a Hummer. And they go, hey, oh, they, they, I don't think they gave it to him. They said, uh, you can use it if you want. Now, you know, who would show up at your high school and say, hey, Shelly, you, you know, hold it. You went to Clayton High School, so that, was, that wasn't unusual. People would show up at your high school all the time. Hey, here's a Rolls Royce. Would you like to drive this? Oh, sure. Do you have any gray poop on? You know, that would be Shelly. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> and his name is Toby McGuire, by Toby the way. Toby McGuire. Okay, very good. Okay, uh, anyway, th- we're talking about, about that, and... There's this guy, and I think can't find the video. His name is like DeFreeze. And here, let me see if I can find this. And supposedly, here, let me see if I can find this. Uh, there's a video on this, and supposedly, like, this video has gotten like 5 million hits. And his name's, his first name's like DeFreeze, and are DeCool or something like that. I can't remember. If somebody remembers what I'm talking about. Hit me up and tell me, you know, what I'm doing. Because. The story is, he. I think he's going to Oklahoma or someplace like that, and he's... I can't get my phone to it. Let me get my YouTube app. He got hired by this heating and refrigeration company, and he says, if you want to be da cool or something like that, you need to remember da freeze. That's because it's his name. You know what I'm talking about? Here, let me find this. See if I can search it. Does it make any sense? No. None. It's like talking to me. No sense whatsoever. Oh, the hood. The freeze. College player. People are texting. Maybe they know who it is. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I can't find it. Anyway, the idea being is that these guys, and what's interesting, that that they're saying that what's going to happen with college sports is that these guys are just going to get, and you know, think about it. You're 18 years old. 
you know, you're already, you know, sort of, you know, catered to because you're a star high school athlete. You go away to college, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the local car dealer, hey, if you come over and do a, a personal appearance on Saturday, we'll pay you $10,000. And you go like, wow, this is great. I have to only do about five of these before I can afford a nice car. As a matter of fact, I do about 20 of these, and I can buy a Lambo. You know what I mean? And they're saying that what's going to happen is that the kids, the you know, the popular kids are never going to really be the kind of players they could have been before because they're going to be so sidetracked with all the money. They're going to be able to afford stuff. They're going to be able to buy nice cars. They're going to be able to fly places, do everything they want, and they're just going to get totally sidetracked. And unfortunately, some of them are going to go to the dark side, you know, with prostitution, maybe crime and things like that because of the fact that, that you know, they can do anything they want. They can buy anything. You know, they have drugs. Hey, how much how much you want for that kilo of cocaine? Yeah, okay, it's a deal. I only have to do personal two personal appearances to make that, you know, my kind of money. Anyway, the ad was sort of funny, but they were talking about it. it's some small, it's like, it would be like sort of like a fast old kind of company. You know, a small independent heating and refrigeration company that put this video up and it's him talking about, hey, this is DeFreeze and if you want to be DeCold or something like that, call my friends at blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Okay, a couple interesting things. The smartest woman in the world, I'm going to tell you a trivia fact about the smartest woman in the world. And she just texted me this, and I forgot about this because she told me this one time before. She was an extra on the set of Chicago Fire. She was actually in Chicago Fire, uh, several of the episodes, okay? She was an extra because they actually did, remember the TV show Chicago Fire, and they actually shot it in Chicago, and she lived in Chicago, in Chicago at the time. And she said... Uh, she says, on the set of Chicago Fire, we were unable to speak to actors until we end up in a rain delay and played cards all afternoon waiting for rain to stop with the actors. So they weren't they weren't able to talk to the actors until they couldn't do anything. So then the actors sat down with the extras and they all played cards, which I think is sort of cool. Um, Tom, she's got three things. Um, Tom Hanks, Tom Everett Scott, Liv Tyler. What are those names? Oh, yeah, Charlize Theron, no Tobey Maguire, Luther Burden, upper six for chips. Luther Burden, upper six for chips. Does that make any sense? Let me look at Luther Burden. Let me Google that. Luther Burden. Chips, is that like, uh, oh, God, who is that man? The Darkhead Ponch, what was his? Uh, Luther Burden was a, she's got here, Luther Burden Mizzou. Uh, Luther Burden, Luther Burden third football, Russ Missouri Athletics. Um, what she's I can't. What she's saying? Uh, Mizzou football player now. Okay, upper six for chips. For chips, smartest woman in the world. What does that mean? Is he is he doing an ad for for potato chips? Name him this. Yeah, she sent me all these cryptic things. Luther Burden, yes. What potato chips is he doing? Upper six? In other words, he's making upper six figures for doing an advertisement for for potato chips? Do you know about this? No. Okay, hold on. Luther Burden. She says yes. Okay, so let me... Luther Burden. Luther... Luther Burden... See, we, I, someone's saying, somebody's texting me, always texting me, say, why don't you just put the smartest woman on the, on, in the world on the air... We can't do that because she has a contract restriction on her. <laughs> we can only talk about her. We can't actually have her uh, put Ruther Burn Potato. Because she's very well in demand. 
Right. People will know who she is. Okay, Luther Burden potato chips. Let me see if I can find this. So are they saying that they would rather have the smartest woman in the world on the air to that, replace me? No, just replace both of us. Luther Burden <laughs> P.O. tape oh, potato potato chips. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, here it is. This is a thing from Channel 5. Hold on here. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Here, here, here. I'll play this. I don't think I'll get in trouble by doing this. Here, I'll play this thing. We'll have the whole thing. This is Channel 5. Channel 5, I'm giving them credit to that this is who Channel 5 is. And I got to play the ad first, so let me think, play the ad. Mariano's just made planning for neighborhood gatherings a whole lot fresher with Kroger Deliveries Refrigerated. Isn't it funny? There's a pre roll ad for the Schnooks thing from Kroger. <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. Let me go. I grew up with Kroger. So. Well, there, there's only one of them left. I think it's still in Troy. Hold on a minute. Yeah, mine okay. was in Clayton and here we where go. the Galleria okay, here, here stands we go. Listen, now. Listen, hold on. Here we go. No, here's another ad. One of, ad one of one. No more overdraft fees. What's an overdraft fee? Looks like you may never need to know. These dogs have birthdays. Of course dogs have birthdays. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's the thing. Story. Mizzou five-star recruit Luther Burden III has his own potato chips. They will be selling soon at about 100 schnook stores in the region. It's a honey barbecue Red Hot Ripplet, and it pops with flavor. Best potato chip I've ever eaten. Young Luther is cashing in on name, image, and likeness. Way to go. Time. Is that it? That's it. That's all it is. That's all it. That's That was the whole thing. So, but the smartest woman in the world says upper six figures, which means he's making like, what, $700,000 for that? I don't get it. You know? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't understand this. You know, I mean, you and I, it shows where we, we rank. We couldn't get we couldn't get an ad from the septic tank company to, hey, I'm Brad Hildebrand. When my septic tank gets full of crap, I call Joe's Septic Tank Service. We couldn't even get those ads. And this dude's 18 years old, and he's getting, what, $750,000 because he's doing a potato chip? And here's the thing for me. How many bags of potato chips do they have to sell to even break even? If you figure, the, like, let's say the bag of potato chips, two bucks, okay? And let's say their profit is, let's say, 50 cents, okay? That mean they'd have to sell 1.5, let's just use round numbers. If they were, if they gave them $500,000, they would have to sell a million bags of potato chips just to make, just to break even. Now, the only problem with that is if it's a local brand that's like going to be like at Schnucks, like in the state of Missouri, how are you going to sell a million bags of potato chips, I mean, you're up against Lay's and, you know, and, and Jay's and all the other ones. And my favorite, you know, you know my favorite potato chips, which are hard to find. You know what they are, don't you? Romeo Wrap Snacks. Wrap Snacks. I, and, and what's funny about this, this is probably about seven or eight years ago. One day at the radio station, a big box gets delivered to the radio station. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, a big box. And I'm talking, to, it was a big box. Remember that, Shelly? Big box. Yes, it was a big box. And I'm going what the hell is this? It's from some company in Atlanta. And I open it up and it's filled with potato chips, bags of potato chips. I mean, like it was maybe it was pretty cute, actually, maybe a hundred bags of potato chips. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, am, 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 am I exaggerating? No, you're not. And it was a company out of, I think they're out of Miami now called wrap snacks. And each of the bags of potato chips 
has a rap star on on the on the on the the front and each rap star has a different flavor and my and I start going like oh I love potato chips so I start tearing open one of these bags of potato chips oh these are yucky oh these are yeah not so good and then I find the Romeo Miller potato chips which are the which are the honey barbecue they yep. are awesome and they're they're he loves those they're hard every to f- time we meet at one of the places we meet at he always looks for Romeo and they're and they're always out of them now you go in there as a matter of fact this is the used to be the what was it back in the day it was a Moto Mart now it's a mobile on the run it's right there on Upper Bottom Road just off of 364 as you're coming across yep. the bridge it's right there okay and yep. and they have and the guy told me I asked the the guy at the store I go who distributes those he says it's the old Vienna guy. So the same guy that's doing these uh, Luther Burden chips is now doing uh, now doing uh, the the distribution for wrap snacks. Now they're available in some of the schnooks, but they're not. Matter of fact, they're available in my schnooks, but if you go to the Ledoux schnooks, they're not there. <laughs> I wonder why. Anyway, <laughs> so so I don't get it. If they pay the guy seven hundred fifty thousand, let's once again, if they pay a half million dollars, they have to sell a million chips just to break even on the thing. I don't get it. And do you think people go out? And here's the deal: I don't buy the Romeo Miller chips because it's Romeo Miller. I buy the Romeo Miller chips because they're good. You know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah, they, I know you do. They could put they could put Joe Pesky, uh, Pesci, whatever his name is, on the on the the chips, Pesci. and I'd and I'd still eat them. You know, because like okay, those. Let me see, let's see if I can find. Them. I don't even know if Romeo Miller's still alive anymore. Somebody told me he got killed. I mean, look, so I'm finding. Aw, yeah, maybe you, know, you should save them. They'll be worth money. Well, you know, all the rap guys. You know, they have all the wars. They have the rap wars, and they kill each other. You know, Biggie Small and all the kind of people. Hold on, Romeo. Biggie Small. That's a notorious B.I.G. Brad. Right. Okay. Uh, Romeo Miller, also known by stage name Romeo, is American rapper, actor, and television personality. He's born in '89. He's 33. New Orleans. He's five foot eleven. Let me see. Uh, American rapper, he's game fame as a rapper in the early 2000s after signing with No Limit Records, then owned by his father, Master P. He soon released his debut album, My Baby, in 2001, which peaked at number three in the Billboard Hot 100. Later the same year, Miller released his debut album, Little Romeo, which charted the U.S. Billboard 200 at number six, selling 999,000 copies. First week went on to be certified gold, blah, 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 blah. It still says he's uh, released his second album, Offered to accept a scholarship. Oh, get this. In 2007, Miller was offered and accepted a scholarship to play basketball for the USC Trojans at the University of Southern California. Miller would play for the team until he was let go before his junior season in 2010. Aside from music, Miller also worked as an actor beginning in 2002 when Nickelodeon offered him his own show, Romeo. The show ran Aww. for three seasons. Miller starred in the feature films Jumping the Broom and Tyler Perry's Medea Witness Protection. Miller founded the record label's Gutter Music, G-U-T-T-A-R, Take a Stand, The Next Generation, and his current label, No Limit Forever Records. So he's my dude when it comes to potato chips. Yes, he is. If you get a chance, go to, matter of fact, if you want a list of the places I've been able to find Romeo Miller wrapped potato chips at, text me at 314-280-8880 and I'll get the list, okay? So let me give you my history over the last six years. It started out one December day when I'm heading south on Clarkson Road. I'm at the stoplight, and I look up in my rearview my rear mirror, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to get hit. And I'm at a stoplight. Lady hits me. She never even saw me, never hit the brakes, hit me like doing 45 miles an hour. My 11-month-old car, and once again, 
I hadn't had a new car in 20 years. I had all driving old beaters and stuff like that. I finally broke down and bought a, a cheapy new car. Matter of fact, I bought a, what was it, Ford Focus, I think what it was. It was yep. nice. I liked it. Which they've really... Oh, it was changed a, up the Ford Focuses. Well, it's gone now. They don't even make it anymore. You know, they've discontinued. Yes, that car. they do. No, no, the Focus is gone. All the all the Focus, the Fusion, the Taurus, they're all gone. They don't make them anymore. I know the Taurus was gone, no. but the Focus is not gone. It's yeah. just no Focus revamped. No Focus is gone. They don't make a Focus anymore. It's gone. <laughs> Trust me, they don't make a focus anymore. It's I, discontinued. I, I, so anyway, okay. I'm sitting there at the stoplight. Lady hits me, probably doing 45 miles an hour. Hits me so hard, I'm pushed like 20 feet in front of the and in, in smash into the car that's in front of me. I got my brakes locked up, and you know I end up getting pulled out of the car and put on a on a backboard and taken to the hospital. Okay, that's accident number one. A year later. I'm driving down Mid Rivers Mall Drive, and I'm at another stoplight. I'm at the stoplight right there in front of the place that's closed on Sundays. You know what I'm talking about, right there in the parking uh-huh. lot of, of HD. Palaeotic. Yes, right. And once again, I look up on I'm a stoplight. I look up on rearview mirror. I thought to myself, "Oh my god, that guy's going to hit me!" Smash! Smashes in the back of my car. Okay, he jumps out of the car and says to me, hey, man, he says, uh, he says, can I write you a check right now for the damage to your car? I, I, I don't want to claim this in my insurance. I'll write you a check right now. I'll write you a check. He kept saying, I go, no, let's pull over the parking lot. Pull over the parking lot. True story. I'm not kidding. St. Peter's police shows up. I call the police. St. Peter's police shows up, and this guy goes right up to the cop and says, officer, it was all my fault. I was driving down Mid Rivers Mall Drive, and this guy was stopped at the traffic light, and there was this gorgeous gal in a short dress who came out of the the, the uh, bread co, and I couldn't keep my eyes off her, and I just smashed right into the guy. The I c- did not know that I caused that accident. <laughs> yeah, I am so right. sorry. And the cop looks at me, looks at him, he goes, "Well, I guess this is an open shut case." Okay, then was it three years ago? I'm driving yes. along 270 at 370 in sort of northwest, sort of Noweco. And that would be Northwest County. No, just yeah. not NoCo, NoWeco. I'm in NoWeco, and I'm driving along at night, and a tractor trailer switches lanes and hits me and spins me around, hits me once, spins me around, sends me, sends me going down the highway sideways. I'm doing 60 miles an hour. He smashes into me again, you know, T-bones me for the second time. I bounce off the concrete center divider going backwards, you know, I mean, and my car ends up sideways in the traffic lane, and then another lady hits me while I'm sitting there. And I'm on, I'm, I tell you what, I have to tell you, if I could find, if I could go back to the, I don't know who ended up with Hazelwood Police wearing dialed 911, they probably are like, okay, listen, Liam, sounds like he's scared to death. I was, because it was nighttime, I'm sitting sideways in 270, and there are cars, because, because it broke out all my taillights, all my headlights, I had no lights on, because all my lights were smashed, and I think the battery became disconnected or something like that, and I'm going to get hit by another car. I already got hit by one car. didn't see me because I'm sitting sideways. Okay. So I'm going to fall. Please, please come, come, come quick. So they have to cut me out of that car. Okay. Literally. Yes, they do. Jaws, it's called the jaws of life. <laughs> jaws of life. Cut me out of that car. Take me to the hospital. Okay. That's number three. Number four. Last week, I'm in the parking lot at Schnooks. I do this thing called my 10,000 step things where I always park way back in the back in the parking lot. I'm coming out of Schnooks. And there's a lady, I'm in like in no man.
man's land. I'm like in left field. And there's a lady parked right behind me. I pulled through the parking space. You know, you pull through, so you're fronted out the other way. I pulled through, uh-huh. and there's a lady behind me in a Mercedes. I thought to myself, that's interesting. And she's sitting in her car, and the engine's going a whole bit. And I get in my car. As soon as I close the door, wonk, she runs right into me. And I get out of my car. She's this very attractive young lady. Maybe not so young. Maybe like, hey. maybe, maybe 35, 40, something like that. But super low-cut dress. This is 8.30 in the morning. Looks like she just came from a club. You know what I mean? Looks like she was just out partying all night long. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. She's bending over, giving me the cleavage action, you know, cleavage action, the whole bit. So then Monday, I'm in the drive-thru across the parking lot from where the lady hit me <laughs> in Schnooks. I'm in the same shopping center. You know, the lady hit me in Schnooks last week, and I'm in the drive-thru Monday at McDonald's. And all of a sudden, I'm like car number three. All of a sudden, the guy in front of me, I see the taillight, you know, the reverse lights come on. I go, oh, my God, he's going back into me. Bang, right in front of my car. And I get out. He's going, hey, man, I'm so sorry. What did I do to your car? Uh, I think I bent your license plate. I go, well, you scratched the bumper there. No, I didn't do that. That must have been there before. So I'm thinking to myself. Do I want to get in a fight with this guy in the parking lot at McDonald's over, over, over a couple scratches in my car? Now, keep in mind, this is the same car that the week before the lady ran into the back of it. You know, so in other words, one day. I think you should have been scrappy do and. And want a new bumper? You think I should yeah. duke it out with the guy? Hey, man. You, Absolutely. You, you scratch my bumper. At McDonald's? <laughs> Of course. So, and he says to me, he says to me, it show it will show the kids that they don't need to put up with bullies. So you want me to duke it out with this guy in the parking lot at Mickey D's? Absolutely. Okay, first off, he was probably about 30 years younger than me. Second yeah. if it looks like he did, he was the kind of guy that could probably grab my head and squeeze it and it would explode, you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> Okay, well, two things would happen. <laughs> what? Okay, so you're clearly an older older than this gentleman, 87 right? 87 years old, yeah. So if he 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 was in a lose lose situation. So so if you if you be, if you won if you went to fisticuffs and you won, he would get crap for letting an older gentleman beat the crap out of him. Yeah. If he won, oh, I would you know I he would. would get in trouble for beating up an older gentleman. It's a lose lose situation. You would have gotten your bumper. Not at this McDonald's. The employees would come out and cheered him on. I'm telling you. Trust me. <laughs> I know my Mickey D's. I Were you at the one by your house? Uh, I would have. Yeah, I would have. It was a lose lose proposition. <laughs> so, so <laughs> okay, no matter no matter what happens, I, I was tried. I was in the wrong. Even though he said to me, "I got so tired of sitting in line, I just put it in reverse. I was going to move into the other line because it's the dual drive through thing." So, yeah. and I don't know what was going on. Maybe the lady was ordering lunch for forty two people at work every time. She every, probably did. She probably had a memo. Every once in a while, you get behind somebody who's got it. You know, go inside. Don't go through the drive through when you're ordering for the crew at work. Okay, and then they want to pay separately. Okay, and this order, oh, how much is number order number one? It's $3.52. Okay, how much? Okay, well, come, come on. Go inside. So so the guy says to me, and I look at his car, and it's got a couple big dents in this bumper, and I go, did I do that? Oh, no, no, no. I backed into something last week. So in other words, this guy is habitual backer-upper offender. You know what I mean? So... A backer upper offender. Right. He back he back he backs into things. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, I I understood that. That's right. my story and I'm sticking to it. So I'm thinking to myself, do I have like a sign on me that's like hit You me? do. I mean, like, what is it with me? And once again, five accidents in the last six years and none of them were my fault. Three of them, two of them I'm sitting 
at a stoplight. Another one, a guy, a tractor trailer changes lanes on me, spins me around. Lady smashes into my back of my car at the Schnooks parking lot. When I'm parked, and a guy backs into my car at the Mickey D drive through When I'm parked, like, I mean, you know, maybe that's good. Maybe it's because, maybe that gives me, like, some superpower. When I'm driving, nothing's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? Because Maybe you need to be <laughs> riding in one of those Brown and Crouppen uh, buses. <laughs> That way I can. <laughs> that's why I can just get out. And, okay, what call was that? Brian, that's what you should do. <laughs> what was that number it's again? Call Brown and Crouppen, <sighs> and and be their spokesperson. No, 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 no. You know who I need? You know who I need? I don't Cordell need Cordell and Cordell. No, 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 no. Brown. No, no, no. I don't need Brown Crouppen. I need all those. And I don't need any of those guys. Here's here's who I. <laughs> who do you need? You set me up for this. Hold a minute. <laughs> if I get my phone to work, you set me up for. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Oh, one eight hundred law. No, 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 no. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> this is the way his commercials start out. This is a guy from Fort Worth. Remember? Here we go. Brian oh Wilson, yeah. Texas Lawhawk. Brian Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk. Talons of justice. Due process. Due wheelies. It's hot out here. Brian Wilson. El Halcón de la Ley. Brian Wilson, the Texas Lawhawk. That's who I need. I need Brian Wilson, the Texas uh, Lawhawk. I'm sorry. I still like the 1-800-LAW. <laughs> you know, I just... Hold on, man. Brian Wilson's still playing here. Let me, let me stop Brian Wilson. It's funny you'd say that. I got that one. Here here it is right here. Hold on, man. I'll play it right now. Hold it. You ready? Here we go. Yep. Have you ever been offended... Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Call the law offices of Thompson Ham and call us toll free today at 1-800-LAW. That one? <laughs> yes. I like them. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 7.32. Uh, we're playing break. wimpy music this morning. Uh, tell me which is that for me. You like that? I don't like whiny songs. <laughs> Is that a whiny song? That's, a little bit. That's Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth's sort of a whiny kind of guy. You know, back in the day, we had real men doing music, like things like guys like like Dean Martin, who was drunk all the time, and Frank Sinatra. He was the epitome of cool. And Frank Sinatra, if you didn't like his concert, if you said something bad about his concert, he he tracked you down and punched you in the nose. Hey, buddy, I heard you didn't like my concert. Punk, there's a knuckle sandwich for you. Okay, I found this thing. I don't mean go overboard with the thing, but here's a BBC, a BBC television thing um and it's it's talking about brian wilson or brian yeah brian wilson the law hawk and they talk about and i've never seen these other ones hold on i want to play this just for a minute they the end in this like this little three minute and 30 second news piece on brian wilson by he's this obnoxious lawyer from texas and then they talk about these other attorneys wait to hear these watch this one here we go I'm Lowell the Hammer Stanley. When you call me, you get 35 years experience battling the stingiest insurance companies for hundreds of millions of dollars. Glenn Lerner, okay. what are you no, doing? <laughs> Do you hear that guy? He's, he calls himself the Hammer. Now, this one takes a little bit of visual. This is a Las Vegas attorney, and you see him running down the strip in Las Vegas. Okay, and there's all these people, like this guy, he says. I'm working. And he's, and he, and he's, Look, it's Glenn Lerner. Yes, he's running down Las Vegas Boulevard, and people are going, look, it's Glenn Lerner. What are you doing? And he says, hi, Glenn. Working. He's working. 
Okay, now... I hear that all the time. Okay, what's he doing? This is interesting. You see him sort of jogging down the strip, and then you hear a siren, and all of a sudden you see him run real fast. Uh-huh. He's running real fast. He's behind an ambulance. He's chasing an ambulance. <laughs> now, that's cute. That is He's cute. running to catch up with an ambulance. Let me see oh, if there's another one. Yeah, hold on. Oh, hold on. They've got a lot of clients calling me. It's uh, to the point where I'm, I've got to hire somebody to be able to help out. It was a one-man show for quite some time. Ryan Wilson. A lot of people saying that I'm not taking my profession seriously, and I disagree with them. If anything, I take my profession more seriously than a lot of other attorneys I've met. Okay, that's the that's the piece on here. Now, I will tell you an interesting story. Okay. This goes tell back. Tell me a story, Uncle Brad. This goes back maybe thirty years or so ago. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm during my traffic network days, and we were trying to sell advertising on the traffic network, and we decided we were going to go after people who did not normally advertise at all, and we came up with a group of like, man, eh, like ten different businesses that never would advertise we got like you know we need to get these people to advertise and one of them was dentists okay okay so we sent out a mailer i bought a mailing list of dentists in the st louis area and sent out a card actually sent out a mailer that had a prepaid reply card hey if you'd like you know this is back in the day before the internet and the whole bit if you'd like more information on advertising your dental practice on all these radio stations in st louis on the compu traffic traffic network please fill out this card and send it back to them we got probably 20 of them back and 19 of them were hate mail 19 of them were like dentists had put like i would never advertise my practice on the radio that's i had to be desperate to advertise my practice on the radio i people know me they know me i'm a great dentist that's why they come to my i don't need any stupid advertising i mean we got i'm telling you, i'm not kidding you 20 replies maybe 18 of them were nasty two of them were like yeah call me you know and and 18 of them were like and they were hate mails so now flash forward today here's the problem that professions like that have this is why all of a sudden you see aspen dental on every street corner yeah because of the fact that some guy probably a dentist sat down one day and said you know what dentists are notoriously bad marketers they they just think everybody knows they're the world's best dentist and they just think that people are going to be the path of the door because they're the world's best dentist so they don't think they have to advertise but if we came up with a slick place and it's not like in some little strip center we bought like a night we built a nice building in a shopping center where normally they can go like the one there's one of them there at 70 in mid rivers i think it's right yep, next to it sure i think it's right next to the outback steakhouse it okay is. they build a nice building and we advertise the snot out of the place people will come and they get their teeth fixed there and guess what it works and and there was a guy there was a guy who took unbelievable amount of heat one of the first dentists in the st louis area and i can't remember his name he was up in north county on 367 just north of redmond i believe and he had a practice there and he had a jingle and i could still to this day we care about your smile at dental north at dental north we care about your smile at dental north at dental north at dental north and this guy advertised the snot out of his business and he kicked boot booty you know what i mean he he went from like having like you know couple patients a day to the point where he had to hire like three or four more dentists had to make his place bigger added on to it the whole bit and once again 
people and all the other dentists, they're making fun of him. Oh, I would never go to Dental North. He's the world's worst dentist. He's so bad, he has to advertise. So the interesting part of this is, what are you seeing happening right now in business? You see it happen. First off, it happened in HVAC. You had that guy. What was the, we met with that guy. What was that guy's name? Remember we had, this a long time ago. The classic air dude? Yeah, what was his name? You remember his name? Larry Dalton. Okay, he bought a bunch of small mom-and-pop HVAC companies because, once again, these guys were all real good at what they did, which was your air conditioner goes out, this guy's going to show up and fix it. He's going to do a damn good job. These guys are great HVAC people, but they don't know poop about marketing. So he just bought all these guys out and just, and, and just started advertising the crap out of them and making money. Then it happened. Now it's, it's happened with a bunch of them. It happened with funeral homes. You know, there's all these companies buy the funeral homes all over the country. Now it's with veterinarians. Do you know about this? No. There's big companies buying all the vets out, all the little independent vets who, you know, I'm the world's best vet. I don't have to advertise. All of a sudden, these companies come in. They buy all these vets out. They buy their practices out. Look what's happened, like, with the Hoffmans. They came into Washington and Augusta. They buy, you know, they buy, bought Hillermans. They bought, you know, they bought this. They bought mid, you know, Mid America coaches. They bought all these companies, and and you know, and mainly because of the fact that these were smaller people who, you know, and not with the Hillermans. The Hillermans did a, a pretty decent job at marketing, but some of the other companies they didn't do any marketing. You never heard anything for Ferguson Valley Tree Farm or, or Town and Country Nursery. You never heard anything about. It. Nobody knew who they were. No, you never really did, right? Did you? Well, now you do because the Hoffmans own it, and they just rebranded everything. It's not. It's now Hillerman's Nursery anymore. It's Hoffman's Nursery. And it's Hoffman's um, uh, Ferguson Valley Nursery. And it's Hoffman's Town and Country. And there will be a day when, you know, Ferguson Valley Nursery will disappear. It will just be Hoffman's Nursery. Hoffman's, uh, you know, Nursery uh, where Hillerman's uh, is now. Hoffman's Town and Country. It will just be Hoffman, 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 Hoffman. And why do they do that? Because they come in and they market. They understand that, you know, nowadays you have to market. You can't just, oh, I'm the best carpenter there is. You know, Shelly, through the years, we've been calling on clients. How many times do we call on somebody who says, well, I don't need to advertise because everybody knows, everybody knows who I am. How many times this have you heard happened that? happened the other day. <laughs> I mean, it happens all the time. And yeah. yet, nobody knows who they are. And if somebody says that to me, I said, okay, let's jump in your car. Let's drive two blocks. I'm in the guy's office. Let's drive two blocks from your office, and we'll get out on a street corner somewhere. And when people drive by, we'll go up to their window and go, hey, do you know who this guy is? No, who is it? This guy is blah, blah, blah. He's the world's best blah, blah, blah. Never heard of him, right? <laughs> because the guy yeah, doesn't. that would probably happen. The guy doesn't market. But, you know, it's really funny because one of the things I got recently was, we really don't need to advertise any longer because we have so many people. I want to thank you for getting us to this point. Well, that happens too. So, and see, see, it that, really does. Well, then, I want to thank you for for you helping us to get to this point where we're at. Who was that? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Was that was that Boeing that told you that? Was that McDonald's, Burger no. King, Wendy's? Nope. Walmart. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Walmart. No. You know, what's interesting about this is over the last 10 years, you've seen a complete renaissance in advertising yes. and marketing. And primarily because of the fact that people discovered they have a camera on their phone. And it is not not all people, but some people oh have discovered I have that. a camera. Let's take a selfie. Oh, but they, or they can take a video of them doing something. 
I am. Yeah. I let's am. Take a, let's take a video of me doing a selfie. Okay. Okay. I got one. Here, next break, we'll talk about another guy I found on online who's fascinating. Okay. Well, it better be quick because it's already well, 746. Next, next break, we'll talk about this guy. This guy is, is he's, he's a scam, an anti-scam guy. And what's funny is... I he's thought, like a Snopes for real? Well, he he goes after... You've everybody's gotten the call. Hi, this is Microsoft, and we've got an uh, we've got a message that there's a problem your com- your, com- your computer or, or you, Amazon or, or you get like yeah or an Amazon it's Amazon or the Microsoft scams. Okay, this guy is the scam buster, and 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 here I'll play the break. We'll be back and I'll tell you the story of this guy. Seven forty seven. Hold on a minute. I just screwed up. Hold on a minute. Darn it! Darn it! Darn it! Darn it! Darn it! At least, sock, 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 sock. At least I admit it, right? Okay. Uh, talking about last break, I found these guys. I don't even know where they're at. And the guy calls himself Pierogi. I don't know if that's his real name or not. It might be a fake name. That's like a Greek food. I thought it was something. I thought Pierogi was something you ate at an Italian restaurant. Anyway. Um, I thought it was Greek. No, nah, hold on. I lost it. He's gone. Uh, it's called Scammer Payback. Have you ever heard of this before? No. Okay. Here's what's interesting. They get on different mailing lists, and the scammers from India call this this guy. This guy calls himself Pierogi. Okay. And the thing they do is they ask you to go on AnyDesk.com. You know what AnyDesk is? I have no clue. AnyDesk is one of these programs where they can remotely, if you have trouble with the computer, sometimes people say, okay, go to AnyDesk and you download a program. It's, in other words, it lets them remotely look at your computer. It's, in other words, they can remotely. I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, a lot of people don't. But what they do is they get into your computer and then they, they, they try to manipulate stuff. They try and they just log in your bank account. And the end of what they do is you end up transferring money to them through your bank account. And they're looking at it. So what this guy does. These scammers don't realize that a lot of times when you use any desk, it works both ways. So when he's talking to them, he's into their computer, but they don't realize. He's like into the background of their computer, and he's deleting all their files. And But not only that, is he goes and he's looking for things, and he's going and looking at things like, for example, he's looking at their scripts. So in other words, these guys, these scammers, they're all in India. They work in these in the call centers, and they have scripts. And he finds their script copy, and he pulls it up on the screen, and he's given their their lines before they give them the lines. You know what I mean? So in other words, he's a line ahead of them. So if they say like if you you know like the, the, he's saying something, and the scammer says something, and the next line is the scammer is supposed to say, "Well, I'm going to try to help you by by getting that refund for you." And he'll say, so you're going to try to help me by getting that refund for me? And the guy will go, yes, exactly. So, so in other words, he's a line ahead of him in the script. So what they do is they go in and he deletes all their files. But more importantly, he gets all this evidence and he turns it over to like the FBI and the police. And one of the big things is, I don't know how they do this, but apparently they get people to go like to the store and buy like prepaid cards. Mm-hmm. And then what they do is they have them somehow, and I don't know exactly how it works. I've heard of the scam before, and you get a prepaid card, and and then you give them the numbers, and then, and then essentially they suck the money out of your account because somehow or another they can pull the money out of the prepaid cards. And he has photocopies of people sending him prepaid cards, photocopies of people's driver's licenses. P- these are things that people did, sent to the scammers. So he goes in and he and he, he he first off he screws with their computer, and what's really funny about it is 
sometimes he can turn on their camera. On their, oh, that's hilarious. On their computer. So he's sitting there looking at the guy, and the guy has no idea. He's looking at it. one time as the guy's talking, and what he's got a mute button. When he's, do, he's doing these videos, so he's got a mute button, and all of a sudden on the screen, and shows, you know, it shows he's got like scammers, scammer screen, and all of a sudden he goes, Oh my God, look at this. He just plugged in his phone. It shows that it's like his Galaxy 5G phone just plugged in. So he goes into the guy's phone and starts pulling off guys' pictures, you know, all this stuff, you know, videos of him with his girlfriend, bizarre, weird stuff. And the scammers have no idea what's going on because most of these guys and gals, there aren't too many women, but mostly men in India, they're just sitting in a call center and they're just making calls. They're just trying to scam people. I mean, that's, and they, they're just skip, you know, scripts. They have no idea. You know, they're, they're not, most of them are not that computer literate. They don't even know what's going on. And he's going in and, and pulling all the stuff. Now, what's interesting is he makes a fair amount of money off this thing. Matter of fact, it's called Scammer Payback, if you go on YouTube. And he's, he's sort of a good-looking guy, but he's got blue hair. I'm going like, okay, dude, you're a good-looking guy. Why do you have blue? He's got blue hair with, like, red sideburns. I'm going, like, okay, dude, you're a good-looking guy. What's with the blue hair? Okay. Anyway, um, if you go on my favorite site, Starstat, okay, starstat.com, um, and you look at it, it's, it's just called Scammer Payback, S-C-A-M-M-E-R, P A Y B A C K. His his site is worth, according to Starstat, his net worth on the site is two million dollars on a daily basis. He averages fifty eight hundred dollars. Uh, matter of fact, yesterday forty four hundred dollars. He had a good day on Monday nine thousand three hundred and forty two dollars. Sunday not so good. Uh, Saturday nine thousand dollars. He takes a lot of this money, and when he finds these spreadsheets of the people they scammed, which has their phone number, their address, their credit card numbers, including expiration and, and the CCV numbers, he he contacts these people and said, you're not going to believe who I am. I'm a guy here in the United States. I go after these scammers. Uh, I find you, I'll find your name on a list, and it shows that you know, it shows me your credit card number, and he'll, he'll read. He says, last four digits, your credit card number, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's right. That guy scammed me for $1,500. That's people will say. That guy got me for $2,500. And he'll say, I'm going to give you that money back. And he sends people money. And it's, he's, like, he's like Robin Good. <laughs> exactly. He's like the Robin Hood of the internet. He's stealing from the rich scammers in India. And he's finding these addresses. And it's funny because he shows these spreadsheets and it's sad. And one of his favorite things, he's got little filters, little filters he, he can use on his microphone. He wears like a headset. Oh, you mean the one that I don't have? Well, he's got like little filters make him sound like an old woman. Hi. Ah, yeah. This is Bertha. Oh, you're you're being so kind to me. Thank you, sir. And, you know, and these guys are, you know, oh, Mrs. Mrs. Rogers, we just try to take care of you. Here at Microsoft, we do anything we can to help our customers out. You know, they stay in this broken English. They're, and they're all Bill and Roger and Bob and, and you know. Steve and, and Steve and Bruce and people like that. When, and he gets their real names. And then what's funny is he on the call, he'll say, he'll, then he'll turn the little, little filter off and he'll say, okay, I know who you are. Your name is, and he'll give the name. They'll go, well, that's not me. I, I, well, hey, here's your picture. And he shows them the picture. I'm going like, okay. It's pretty funny. It is funny. Okay. Uh-huh. We have to take I mean, I, I, I'm laughing on the inside. We have to get out of here at 759.51. Say goodbye real quick. Goodbye real quick. Peace, I fly. Have a great day. 759.
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.